Yeah, that's Sankomota Uhuru, and uh, what Uhuru means uh, is freedom in Kiswahili. And uh, uh, I think this album goes way back to 1983, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, if you didn't know that uh, they actually sang in Kiswahili as well, there you go. Uh, thank you for the memories. And uh, right now we begin conversations as we learn about uh, uh, history lessons as South Africans. Uh, South Af- SAFM leading the conversation and you find us 104 to 107 FM nationwide. And joining me right now uh, to pay tribute to one of uh, South Africa's greats, a novelist, a short story writer, a first black woman in South Africa to publish a novel, uh, Miriam Tladi. Joining us uh, right now is uh, Cindy Siahua. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you so much for taking a call. Um, Cindy Swa is one of the directors at uh, uh, Wright Associates and uh, convener of the Miriam Gladi uh, Reading and Book Club. Uh, thank you uh, once again for availing yourself. What a great, phenomenal woman uh, that we history has robbed us in getting to yeah. know about her. Yeah, no, certainly, she said. But yeah, Uma was Talking about commitment, I mean, when we read that she wanted to study literature at, at the then Vets University, but was not admitted due to a mm-hmm. reservation for positions uh, for white students, and she later went to study um, in, in Lesotho at the then yeah. 10th yeah. Uh, University, yeah. Pius the 10th uh, University, uh, that just shows um, the, the, uh, how committed she was uh, in, wow. in education, yes. in literature. Yeah, she was in literature and in education, education in general. Uh, Mamikadi is one person that appreciated education and she would encourage people. When you talk to her, it wouldn't be about literature only. Mm. She encouraged education. education. And yeah. she wanted young women to be educated. You know, I remember there was a time we, after just establishing the Miriam Teddy Reading and Book Club, and we took the program to schools. And there's a child that we identified who wanted to become a writer, and we connected her with Umi Matladi to be her mentor. And 
each time they met with this young lady, she would talk, you need to go to school. Because people tend to think, I am a writer. It mm. can be, you know, you, you don't have to consider the other side of the story. Okay. Uh, people yeah. do that. It's the funniest thing, Cindy, that they yeah. would hear you live on air and call you. I, I'm mm. waiting for a very bold person uh, to answer the call live on air. And let's see yeah. what they would uh, say. I'm listening to you. Like, why are you calling then? <laughs> this happens all the time. Let's give you a chance yeah, to just send a text and tell them you live on air. All right, let, yeah. let's give you a chance to uh, send a text and tell them you live on air uh, as we pay the bills. Lifetime Live with Chriselda Dudumashe. We're celebrating a great, uh, phenomenal, iconic uh, woman. Uh, in, in 2013, she celebrated her 80th birthday. Um, but, you know, as you listen to her speak, and she's reported to be writing her biography then, I wonder if uh, it was finally concluded. Uh, you listen to her speak at, at 80 then in 2013. sounded like you were listening to a 30-year-old uh, narrating and uh, talking about uh, history and lessons learned. And to help us celebrate, Celebrate uh, this phenomenal soul, Mam Miriam Gladi, um, who was born in 1933 and uh, passed on in February 2017. We joined uh, by Koko Cindy um who is director of Right Associates and uh, convener of the Miriam Gladi Reading and Book Club. Um, now that we've taken care of the cell phone, <laughs> <laughs> uh, people are very funny, I tell you. Uh, let, let, let's talk about, I mean, some of the, uh, I, for me, what what are some of the challenges? She's spoken a lot about this, uh, challenges this, they faced then as writers uh, trying to get their work published. But I think, you know, the challenges mainly were being a woman, it's like you are not... You are, there are things you shouldn't do. You know, mm. you are a woman, you should be in the kitchen, you shouldn't work, or mm. if you do work, it should be a domestic work or things like those. So even in the literary field, that was very uh, prevalent. You know, women struggled to get their hands on anything that was seen to be for men mm. or it was seen to be of a high caliber therefore you should always be on the lower side of things but now umami ramkadi is one person who fought all the time not just for her to be educated or for her to be able to write and be published but she also fought for her rights as a woman mm. she that's the other part about her which we don't talk more about but she was also a feminist of some sort she was an activist yeah. And in most of the talks that she gave, she would not exclude that, you know. She wanted women to be respected, women to be on the same par with men, and encouraged young women that they shouldn't just accept any situation that is thrown towards them. So, yes, that is why eventually she had to be published abroad and not here at home. home. And even her work, she was not happy that it had to be published uh, uh, with with a name that she had not chosen. Mm. That is why later she was able to republish the book and call it what it is she was she would have wanted it to be from the beginning. So those are just some of the challenges that even today, yes, today we have in the self-publishing where people at least can publish as much as they want. Mm-hmm. But the 
are still struggles there and there, you know, in terms of affordability, in terms of being accepted for what are you writing about also, that also counts. So I think challenges are still there, they've been there. And thanks for Abu Menira Matladi because it could have been worse now, but at least the situation is getting better and better. I mean, we, we're talking about a, a, a woman as an author. She has, uh, she traveled the world and represented South Africa in several countries. In 1978, uh, she was invited, uh, to an international writing program mm-hmm. at, uh, Lower State University in the University of America. And between 89 and 90, uh, mm-hmm. she was a visiting scholar at the mm-hmm. Southern African Research Program at Yale University. And, and you you then have uh, Google on the 11th of November uh, celebrating yeah. her and honoring mm, her. Mm, uh, do mm. we celebrate her enough as South Africans? Uh, do South Africans even know how phenomenal Metladi was? Well, in most cases, when remember, if you are not celebrated while you're still alive, it's going to be worse when you are gone because you are no longer there. So it seems like there's no reason to talk about you. Mm. It happens just a few days when you've just passed on, and then there will be this media hype, and everybody will be throwing tributes and this and that. But just after six months, it goes quiet. I mean, if you could look at the National Poet Laureate, Professor Kini Rapitrositile, who passed early this year. Mm -hmm. Do you still hear us saying anything about him? Mm. No. Now, that's That's the culture in our country. It's so painful that you you are known outside your country. People Mm. will do this and that. And also, we tend to follow people when there is something negative about them that has just happened. And we will all talk about it, talk about it. But the good work that people, you know, uh, uh, do, we, we seldom appreciate that. And if we do, it will be just a few in your sector. You yeah. know, is known mostly by the literary you know, people people who pay attention to literature. Yeah. But she's not known generally as a powerful woman of this country. Um, you you can't put her next to Umamu Mandela, even though she was also politically active. Mm. But, yeah, there, I, we don't talk about... Talking okay, about her being hmm. politically active, um, yeah. her book, Amandla, we, exactly. we, where do we find it? I mean, there's so much uh, detail, insight... Uh, in that book, I wish it could just be prescribed um, that all schools have it. Yes, yes. And I know that with before her daughter passed away, they were busy reprinting her works. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, after she passed on, we are not so much involved in in her legacy. Uh, I'm not even sure in the family who is taking forward those. You, you know when people pass on, then, then there are these... People will have different views, even within the family itself. So we are, we are not so involved. We are not screwed up. The only thing that we are still working on is the medium study reading and book club, even mm. though we had, uh, I think for the whole year, we didn't have sessions, not because we are no longer going forward with it. It was because we had, you know, uh, disturbances there and there. But her work, the books and everything, we... We know there's a lawyer that was working on, on, on her legacy and everything that we can get to know from him what what is the way forward. But currently, I don't have much that I could say, except that I know that the books were reprinted and the, her and the daughter were responsible for the rights. 
So that's as far as I can go. But thank you. Thank you very much um, for connecting with us and help us celebrate uh, this wonderful, iconic um, female figure that uh, we need to talk more about Memele Mkladi. From where we stand, she truly is uh, one of our heroes. Yeah, no, certainly. Nati will uh, keep you updated as soon as we kick off the boot club again, which is next year from February. So we will do our part. We will do as much as we can Mm. the same way we did when she was still with us. And thank you um, to you and your husband for the work you do for authors. Um, We know how difficult it is still for authors in South Africa uh, through the right associates. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Martin. Thanks to all the listeners. That is Gokosinji Sasuyahua, and uh, that's where we end this conversation.